Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. What was your life like when you were growing up? From 11 years of age, Chris's life was chaos and a horrific roller coaster of drugs and alcohol, assaulting people and jail. He shares openly about the lifestyle and what saved him 35 years later. Can you think back to uh, when you were a kid, you know, when you're in your teens? What sort of a life was it like for you? Well, mum always drank, you know. Mum drank and she married my father, who'd never had a drink in his life. Right. So there was always fights about why do you drink so much and she played up on him. You know, he had investigators, but there was always arguments around the alcohol. Wow. And um, so they didn't stay together, you know. Mum always said to me, I'm only going to stay with your father until your um, your little sister leaves school and then I'm going to leave him. And she did. But, um, yeah, that's... And there was always dramas and I never got on with Dad. And, like, I ran away from home when I was 14 because I didn't get on with my father and lived in the park in a tent. And But I was, you know, back in them days, you get served at the pub at 15, you know. Yeah. And you lived in a park... In a tent. Lived in a park in a tent. I'd roll it up in the morning and stash it. And I'd go over and I'd knock off to the back of um, IGA. They'd do deliveries. They'd do, Tip Top would deliver crumpets and pikelets and things. Yeah. And they were still hot in the packets, you know, and they'd deliver the milk before the shop opened. So if you got there early, you could go and knock them all off. I'd only take what I wanted to eat. And, um, yeah, and did that for... Months, you know, and if it rained too hard, we'd sleep under a stairwell at, in these units. I, you know, had carpet on the ground floor and you could hide. Wow. But then, you know, I'd, I'd sort of lounge surfing and all that sort of stuff too, you know, after that, you know. And what years were they? That was back in the 70s when wow. I was 14. Wow. Just the, that spiral decline, it always happened, you know, it happened again and again. And, and I was still dabbling with other drugs, but. But out of control, mate, you know. So how did you get offered? What, in the end? Yeah. Well, I had another nervous breakdown. Mates were dying and, and I was... What was from? Overdoses, you know, car accidents, motorcycles. But a best mate overdosed, you know, and that really, that's the one that really, you know, a lot of them died, you know. And I, but that's the one that really got me and I was sort of having this nervous breakdown, another one. Everything just got too hard. And by this stage, my mother had met up with a bloke and gone to Coffs Harbour. And I thought, well, you know, I was, um, I was probably about you know, 40 year old or 38 or whatever I was. So I went to um, Coffs Harbour I, just on the spur of the moment. I had an old Falcon that didn't have a starter motor in it. <laughs> I had a boat trailer, unregistered. Yeah. And I just had a mattress on the roof of the car, my Easy Riders collection in the boot. The barmaid from the local pub and the easy and, and a couple of savage bull terrier dogs, and took off to Mum's place as you do. Wow! With this barmaid that I, that I sort of took hostage, and I got up there and Mum's just you know I was out of control and I just stumbled along at a caravan and met this guy and um we had a caravan in his backyard that my Mum's boyfriend bought us. Because by that stage, Chris, I was shot, you know. I was, And everyone had given up on me. And it was just like, wait for Chris to die or he's going to kill someone or something's going to happen, you know. That's the way it was. Yeah. And and all I, you know, my best thinking at that stage was I'll just go and grow Dave. And that's what I did. 
and I did that for a long, long time. Wow. And that was why that's that gave me money to drink, you know. Wow. And that's the way I survived, you know. But it wasn't until I was forty-five years old, and same thing. Had this mad breakdown, and um, I smashed the house up. You know, the police came round, found all. I had hydro setups, and I had dope down the back, and so I got. Oh, they didn't catch me. I, I went over the back fence, but they raided my house, and um. They ended up catching me, but so I ended up getting six months jail, which was the best thing that I could have done. My partner had an AVO against me, and I'm living in my car, and I'm praying to this guy that I never understood. I'm, you know, just those, those, just saying the words, please God help me. But it wasn't really. It was one of those prayers that I used to always pray when I was at court. Yeah. God, please help me. You know, if I don't get a jail this time. I'll do the right thing, God. You know, I didn't know who God was. Yeah. Never been to church, never been to uh, open a Bible or anything. And, you know, living in my car, drinking and not wanting to drink. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years. I hadn't wanted to drink. Yeah. But I had to. And I had hepatitis. So, you know, I was grey. My eyes were yellow. I didn't shower. I was just a mess, you know. And in psychosis, people would walk away from me. So this guy's just off his head, and, and I was. And the doctors sort of double-dosed my antipsychotic medication, and they had me on Valium, and I ended up another detox up at Bellingen Hospital where they loaded me up with Valium and got me through a two-week detox. And the day I got out, I drank. You know, I just could not stop drinking. Wow. So I was just in my car, an old car, just a hopeless living down the jetty at Coffs Harbour. And for some reason, I, I knew about AA from 20 years ago, from the meetings and the, um, the rehabs. And I was going to these AA meetings because people said keep coming back. And they'd, they'd sit with me till three in the morning. Really? At McDonald's, just, you know, sitting outside, just listening to my rambling. And the guy said, you can get a um, free feed. You can get a meal at the Salvation Army on a Wednesday night, so I went up there. And there was a guy named Major Stephen Metcher there, and he prayed for me, and I felt uncomfortable. And... But he told me his story. He was an alky, you know, and he was a wharfie. Really? And he worked up the cross, and he was a wild man back in his day, and he was a major in the Salvation Army, and I knew he was telling me the truth, and and I knew he cared about me, and I didn't care about myself. But that's when things changed, Chris, you know, I'd... He challenged me. He said, why don't you pour what grog? I was already drunk. He said, pour what grog you got left in the car out and you'll feel 10 foot tall in the morning. Wow. But I, And I poured it out on the stairs of the Salvos on the 6th of May, 2009. Wow. And I haven't had a drink since, you know, but but um, I had I poured the grog out, had a massive anxiety attack. I tried every excuse. I'll just drink it. I'll just give it to me, mum. I'll just do this and but I didn't. I poured it out. I think that's where the victory came. Yeah. I poured the grog out. Continued to go to this worship on Wednesday thing at the Salvation Army. And said, mate, that's... um, And I give God the glory, mate. I I asked. I, I, I had to surrender. And I had to do the footwork. But God helps me every day. And I, and I know that... It, and I thank him every night. I ask him to get through that one day at a time, every day. 
That's Chris's story. You can contact him through our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. And you can read more about his story in Warcry this week. You can pick one up from your local Salvo store or um, go into your local Salvo's core.